are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The prayer of faith is actually a way of operating in spiritual law. You're operating in the spirit realm and not in the intellectual realm, so you wouldn't have the same physical evidence as if you were just simply operating in the natural realm. Somebody made this statement, and I've heard it, and I'm sure you have too. Well, you know, brother so-and-so, he just has blind faith. No, if it's faith, it's not blind faith. Faith always sees, and faith always knows. Faith sees through the storm. And sometimes when you're caught up in a storm of life, it seems like you can't see anything in the natural realm but just the clouds and the wind and all the problems. But faith always sees through it and sees what's on the other side, sees the sunshine. And you know, it's not hard to have patience and wait for the manifestation of the promise if you know what the end results are going to be. I can tell you why people worry and they're fret and they're over-concerned about matters. is because they don't believe what the Word says. They believe what somebody else said to them and not what the Word said concerning that matter. Now, I think Mark, the fifth chapter, is probably one of the, the classics in this of believing and holding fast to the Word of God or to the Word that you believe, the things you believe. The Bible says, hold fast to the confession of your faith. Now, many people that I know, they hold fast to the problem. They hold fast to the situation that they want to get removed from. But you know, it's not going to move just because you hold fast to it. In fact, when you hold fast to it, it's going to stay with you. Go with me there to Mark, the fifth chapter, and let's read, beginning with verse 22. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter, lieth at the point of death, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now this is Jairus praying to Jesus, coming before Jesus, asking him to come and lay his hands on his daughter, that she might live. Now as you follow this story down through here, we'll not take time to read the whole thing. I know it's familiar to you. While Jesus just turns and starts to go with Jairus to his house, the little woman with the issue of blood came up behind Jesus. She touched his garment, for she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I'll be restored to hell. Now, after she gets healed, they just stop and have a testimony service. <laughs> and here's Jairus, you know. He's wanting to get Jesus to his house to get his daughter healed. Now, remember, he's made a faith statement. He has established what he believes. If you come to my house, lay your hands on my daughter, she'll be healed and she shall live. Now, see, faith is running high here. How many of you know that your faith is not always at the same level? See, Jairus is in the presence of Jesus. At this point, his daughter is not dead. There is hope. So he has faith. He decrees a thing and says, If you lay hands on my daughter, she'll be healed and live. Now, on the way to Jairus' house, the woman gets healed. They have a testimony service. And verse 35 says, While he yet spake, Jesus, see, talking to the woman, said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. 
Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogues house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troubleth thou the master any further? Now see, bad news has come. He's made a great faith statement. He's standing on his faith, and bad news comes. Now, the first thing that most people want to do when bad news comes is say, well, I knew it wasn't going to work out. It always, you know, and they start with a bunch of unbelief. Listen to what Jesus said. Just as soon as Jesus heard what they told Jairus, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Now listen to the words of Jesus. Be not afraid. In other words, don't let fear come. Because that's the thing that was going to grip him, was fear. Fear will paralyze your faith. Fear will stop you from believing God. And Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Now somebody said, boy, that's the time to start making your faith confessions when the bad news comes. No, it's not. Now what Jesus said, Jesus said, don't do anything but believe. Don't get in fear. And I tell you, quite frankly, many people get in fear by trying to make good confessions when the problem or the bad news comes. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. Jairus has made a commitment to what he believed. He's stated it. He's believed it. He's released his faith in it. And then the bad news comes. Jesus tells him, just keep your mouth shut. Now, this is good old Arkansas English, and get it right down to where you live. Jesus said, don't do anything, Jairus. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't start making faith confession. Don't start trying to pray the prayer over again. Just keep your mouth shut and believe what you've already said. In other words, while faith was high, he made some statements that would carry him through the storm. But now, if he goes back and undoes that, or starts making confessions in fear... Now, I'll tell you quite frankly, some of you have been trying to make faith confessions after the bad news came, and it was fear confessions. Oh, you're saying the right thing, all right, but you didn't believe it. Fear was there. You was making them out of fear, not faith. And you need to understand that. So what am I saying? I'm saying do what Jesus said to do. When you have made a faith statement, when you have prayed the prayer of faith, when faith was high, Don't go back and undo it. Don't try to make it stronger when your faith is low. Just simply believe in what you've already determined to be true and hold fast to what you said back there. Don't start trying to do something over again. I believe there's many people lose the battle right there because they try to make confessions in fear. I know... uh, friend of my daughter used to make all kinds of confessions. Every time they'd get in the car, she'd start saying, there'd be no 18-wheelers run over this car. Father, I proclaim in Jesus' name that there'd be no trains run over this car. There'll be no drunks hit this car. <laughs> the devil's not going to send destruction on this. Finally, my daughter said to her, said, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mention all those bad things, the devil wouldn't think of half of it. See, Not realizing it, she was trying to make faith confessions, but they were really fear confessions. She's saying the right things, all right, but she's saying it out of fear. The Bible says, in Psalms 37, I believe it is, says, wait patiently on the Lord. And one translation says, be silent to him. 
rest in the Lord. In other words, be silent to the Lord. There's a time to pray in faith. There's a time to confess the Word of God in faith. And then there are times that your corresponding action toward the faith and the prayer that you've prayed is to just simply keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. You can win the battle many times with what I call the vocabulary of silence. Just don't say anything. Because if you start saying things when your faith is low, you're going to get over an unbelief. And Jesus knew that. The reason he said that to Jairus. Now let's touch briefly here, and we've got a few minutes, uh, on Acts, the 12th chapter. In verse 5, you find that Peter was in jail, and, and prayer was made without ceasing with the church for him. The whole church praying for him now. And they're going to pull his head in the morning. I mean, brother, I mean, it's bad. They've already killed James, the brother of Jesus. Now, what happened was that prayer was made for him, and an angel of the Lord woke him up during the night. Now, I want you to get this. Peter is going to be executed in the morning. I mean, they're going to pull his head, man. And he sounds asleep. That sounds like faith to me. He's resting in the Lord. Now, he didn't stay up and bawl and squall all night, say, why me, Lord, why me? <laughs> he, he prayed the prayer of faith and went to sleep. And the church was praying for him. But now, let me show you how human the church was, because as you go and read down through there, I don't take time to read it all. I can tell it quicker than I can read it. Peter, uh, the angel, wakes him up, kicks him in the side, wakes him up, carries him outside, and he comes to himself. He's standing in the middle of the street, and he thought he was dreaming. Then he goes down to John Mark's mother's house, where they're having the prayer meeting, you see, and knocks on the door. Well, Rhoda, the little servant girl, she goes to the door, and she hears Peter's voice, and she runs back and tells him. Now, she opened the door. She runs back to tell him, hey, Peter is standing at the door. God has heard our prayer. Now, I'm paraphrasing this, you know. It says, God's heard her prayers, and Peter's out of jail. He's standing at the door. They said, you've got to be crazy. Well, you're mad. No, no, I said, it's Peter. I know it's him. It's his voice. They said, well, it's his angel. He's already got his head cut off, and now it's his angel come to tell us. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know whether I want that bunch praying for me or not. I mean, God's answered their prayer, and they won't believe it. Now, all they got to do is open the door, and finally Rhoda opens the door, and it was Peter standing there, and they were astounded. Now, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I've said this. I've been criticized for saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm convinced that Rhoda was probably the only one that believed God. She prayed and believed God and got up and went about her housework. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our CD offer all this week is CD offer number 7115 for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. It's entitled, How to pray scripturally. Now, when we come to praying scripturally, you know, I say this many times, just read the red and do what he said. I mean, Jesus tells you how to pray scripturally. And he says, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Now, you know, I'd rather have one person praying for me in faith than a hundred or a thousand praying in doubt and unbelief. You know, if somebody's going to pray now, Lord, if it be thy will, do this for brother so-and-so. If you don't know the will of God, you can't possibly pray the prayer of faith. 
because you have to know the will of God before you can release faith in that prayer. And Jesus teaches us how to pray. He says, Pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Did you know it's God's will for it to be on earth today as it is in heaven? He said, Pray that it'll be that way. Well, of course, it will be that way when he sets up his kingdom, but that's his will now for the earth. And he said, Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, it's God's will for you to be delivered from evil. Now, if we pray scripturally, we should pray that we be delivered from evil, that we'll be led by the Spirit of God, not to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. It's God's will for it to be in earth today as it is in heaven. But we know it's not that way yet. That's offer number 7115. It's entitled, How to Pray Scripturally. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We now accept Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.